This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where each day we work with students to help them excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Jen Bruce. She's been with Clayton Bradley Academy pretty much from before there were actually buildings here uh, on staff starting in the second year, the same year that I joined. And so we just want to welcome Dr. Bruce to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So to get started, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to people that might be listening of, of why are you at CBA and, and kind of how did you get here? However much of that information you want to give is, is perfectly fine. Okay. Well, I first came to CBA as a parent. My uh, daughter was part of the inaugural first grade class here. Uh, so that's how I keep track of how many years we've been open, whatever grade she's in, <laughs> right? So she's in 10th grade now, so and that's how I know it's 10, 10 years for CBA this year. Um, and um, was, every time I brought her to campus or came to campus for an event, it was, it was sort of this creepy, like, how can everybody be so happy here all the time? I'm yeah. sure you've had that, that similar Absolutely. And then I would go back to my own job and think, you know what? People aren't that happy here all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, late in that first year, um, Pat uh, Bradley approached me about the fact that we were moving a little faster than planned in opening up a middle school and high school. I kind of thought that was going to be a longer process. I think we all did. Yeah. And. Um, asked if I'd be interested in, in being on board in designing the new high school math curriculum. Um, and when you are offered the opportunity to design the curriculum your own child will someday go through, that's pretty hard to turn down. Yeah. Especially when it's at the happiest place on earth, apparently. <laughs> so um, um, I had come in to interview with Pat that morning thinking, you know, this is something I'm going to be doing in like two or three years and um, went back to my other job and gave them my notice that I wouldn't be coming back the next <laughs> year. So um, so that's how I got here. Yeah, well, it, it moves fast. And, and I know that we were both brought in about the same time. Yeah. Um, and I remember that spring that we were here unpaid, knowing that we were going to start working the next school year, trying to figure out what was the high school going to look like. Mm -hmm. and and my experience was kind of a similar one of, of given this idea of build something in education you rarely get that yeah. idea of you get to help design and build this thing and right now there's nothing there mm -hmm. and you know I remember we had a lot of, of planning sessions and, and discussions and and agreements and disagreements and and trying to figure out like hey how are we going to do this and what should this look like at the high school level the model that we use highly effective teaching really when you start to look at it globally, it's implemented a lot more in lower school settings. And we've even visited a couple of schools along the way that, that you know, would say, oh, well, we're doing highly effective teaching. And um, I think about that one we went to up in Indiana and, mm -hmm. you know, you get up there and it's like, well, this little subset of the high school is trying to do some of this. But to really look at that full on high school model of this is a, a model of instruction that'll work at the high school level, it wasn't a whole lot of things out there for us. And so no. we had to really say, what is this gonna look like? Like what do life skills and lifelong guidelines look like yeah. with high schoolers? Yeah. And and we had to test some things out. Some of it stuck <laughs> yes. and some of it didn't. Uh, a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, that. but that's also the model that we instruct on. And, and that was 
so fun, I feel like, as a staff member to say, like, we ask kids to take risk. We ask kids to uh, do something that they might fail at because that's part of the learning process and say, okay, that just means we haven't mastered it. Like, let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. But we got to do that then as adults. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I love most about my job here. Well, first, I mean, I'm I'm incredibly proud of, of what we've built. Um, and to, to have been involved from the beginning, as you said, and just really, there, there was no guidebook. Yeah. There was a, let's throw all the ideas out and see what sticks and see what works and really collaborate with each other and the kids yeah. to figure out, you know, what, what actually works in this space and in this, um, you know, pedagogy that we're, we're looking at. Um, and, and then to see, gosh, 10 years or nine years later, I guess, how that has really started to gel and um, how, how successful we've been at a lot of those things and see, you know, now that we have alumni that are incredibly successful and have come back and been able to say, yeah, that stuff, even, even the stuff you taught me in that really early few years when we were really just figuring out that that was the right, the right thing. Absolutely. Because, you know, I'm, I know how to, you know, do a, presentation so much better than most of my peers or I can have I know how to prepare for a discussion and then in a class and my professor's amazed that I know how to do you know all of those things that were like okay we're we're pretty sure this is the right thing and then to finally get that feedback now is is really exciting and I know early on I mean that was a question of is this really going to work like are we really preparing them yep yeah I mean I think we we thought we were and we were pretty sure but it's really nice to get that yeah first-hand feedback well and I think when you look at the staff that that was put together um, you know we had a pretty good sampling of of experiences you know we had um, a principal that had been a principal at middle school and at high school we had and and had taught in middle school and high school level so you know in Becca Wolfenbarger she was able to help guide in that way we had a guidance counselor in, in Brad Rasmussen that was able he had a lot of variety of experiences being a guidance counselor in different things and and knew how to help kids get into college and that sort of thing too and then um, between your your experience and background at the college level and uh, Scott Hussey and myself coming in from that um, more typical high school level uh, I think we had a, a pretty good group of people just to say like we have some experiences here to pull from that mm-hmm. we think we know how to do this and, and to help get kids where they need to be and then all of that obviously through the lens of, of what Pat Bradley was wanting to accomplish at the school and, and the model that, that she said, I think this, you know, I really think this will work at the high school. And at times pushed us to think outside of our own, uh, yeah. you know, ideas there to go, okay, let's go back and make sure that this fits the mission, vision of the school, the model that we are yeah. going to teach. And I really feel like that for me is one of the things over the nine years that has really happened in that um, it took me a while to embrace parts of that HET model and be convinced that it would work at the high school level. Um, and now I would never right, go back. I mean, to have come in never having done standards-based grading and never having really had to talk about life, you know, character education and life yeah. skills and lifelong guidelines and, um, and, and a lot of those other pieces about the, the environment. And, and, and now, I mean, I, I can't imagine teaching any other way. You yeah. Know? But it's, a, it's been a long road to figure out, as you said, how, how does that actually work with teenagers? Um, and, and I agree with you. We, we went to, gosh, I think we probably visited four or five schools together. Absolutely. Um, and said, okay, 
but that's not what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, so we really, I feel like, invented something from scratch, which is, is pretty exciting. And I will be honest with you, you helped uh, change some of my views of, of uh, college professors and, and college <laughs> professor coming into the high school setting. Because, you know, I remember the college professors that I had, specifically the ones that I had in the math department, um, were great mathematicians. Uh, were not always great at teaching in a classroom, but they knew what they were talking about, you know, and, and, and it was that typical experience of they'd lecture, you know, and, and they were there for support or you could come see them during office hours, but that was kind of the interaction. And, and I remember thinking about that whenever we were looking at that team and I'm going, oh, you know, I hope she knows what she's getting into because high school is not college, you know. Oh, it is not. Uh, well, and, I, and I'll be the first to admit that I have had to develop into a very different teacher here than I ever was at the college level. Um, we've joked a lot, you and I and, and Scott, and in fact, lots of other people that teach in the high school here that um, when you come to teach here, regardless of how good of a teacher you thought you were somewhere else, you feel like you are starting over. And <laughs> that was the hardest part of the transition here for me is that I, I felt like I was a really good teacher at the college level. Um, always got you know great reviews from my students and um and I came here and I thought oh my gosh I don't know what I'm doing yeah and you know you, you recreate you know I was I was a pretty traditional lecturer um and I was good at that um I still felt like I built good relationships with my students I hope I wasn't the you know Ferris Bueller kind of lecturer <laughs> right but um uh but I you know that's that's not what we do here at all yeah. and so to you know sort of have to reinvent what you do when you thought you were good at what you did yeah. <laughs> is is very humbling um but also you know that was a really exciting thing to do at that part of uh, time in my career yeah. to be able to kind of start over and ask you know what what would a really good high school math teacher look like absolutely you know? and i think that you're phenomenal in the classroom i, I, I my personal uh, child has had you uh, in class and and have loved every minute that that you know she's got to experience that and and hoping for my next ones to come through and have great experiences as well and you know that was what you said of that ability to reinvent yourself that that fits also with our curriculum when we've talked about this this idea that we have of reimagining education and we talk about that and, and that sounds exciting until you get into the weeds of it and you're going okay, we're not just going to follow what a textbook tells us to follow, or we're not just going to do this cookie cutter mm -hmm. curriculum out there that some textbook company has made or somebody has made. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but that's mm -hmm. just, we want to look at the standards. And, and one of the things I've talked to people about is we believe our teachers to be professionals. And so if they're a professional at what they do, to say, if the standard says that we, you know, you need to know X, how are you going to help kids know X? And and what resources do you need to be successful? That sounds really exciting and it's fun, but it's a lot of work, like you said, yes. and, and it's it's a lot of, of creativity. And, and when you're doing that kind of thing, that can really zap you. Uh, mm -hmm. It can really, you know, take a lot out of you at times. And so uh, that's just normal, not alone, not not saying anything about then the last couple of years and all the things that we've had to do on that. That was like a whole nother level <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. That, that our teachers did an amazing job through. So when you look at that in the math world, because I think when people think of, especially high school math, but you've worked with math from preschool here all the way through 12th grade in, in vertical alignment and, and strategic design teams and stuff like that. When we're looking at math, what does that look like? Because I think for the most 
part, people that might be listening to this or, or our parents, when they think of a math class, they're thinking of you know that math book and they're starting kind of at chapter mm-hmm. one and they get as far as they can through that math book and then they go to another math book. So what does that really look like? Uh, and, and it's okay if you just wanna focus on the high school curriculum side of that, but what does that really look like in our math classes? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, obviously the high school curriculum is the one I'm, uh, you know, I live with every day. So, <laughs> I'll, but I think what I'm, what I'll say about that really applies to all of the levels. Um, what I started with when I came here, you know, as you said, we we don't use textbooks, but you know, I I had never taught high school before. You know, I I knew what college students were supposed to know coming into college but I didn't know you know what what year do you learn this particular right right, any of the any of that information and so I first had to kind of wrap my head around um, what is that body of knowledge that a a student's supposed to gain in high school mathematics how is it organized Um, how does one piece build into the next piece because probably more than almost any other subject matter we teach except maybe English everything you do in math builds on the things before, right? Absolutely. You can't, um, you know, move on to the, I heard a great analogy recently about building, you know, a, a, if you're building a building and um, there's something wrong with the foundation, you might be able to get the first floor built, maybe part of the second floor, but eventually, right, you're going to have some sort of collapse. Absolutely. And so, um, so we've got to understand, you know, how all of those, those levels um, build up. And so it took me a, a while to just kind of organize that body of knowledge and figure out, you know, what's the, the best way to attack that. And so part of I, uh, the basis of what we do here is, is really look deeply at how that's built, right? So in any other school, if you're starting with a textbook, you're, that, that's just the order you teach the material in and you right. just say, okay, so somebody's decided that this is the right order to do this. And, and we start from scratch and say, okay, well, is that really the best order to do things? And, um, and so as we teach this material, we tweak and say, you know, it really would be better if we cop, you know, learned this particular topic before this one. And gosh, these two things that people normally teach far apart are really closely related. So what if we move them and, and teach them in the same unit? Um, what if, this thing that's normally done in sixth grade actually fits better at the end of fourth grade or something that's normally done in fifth grade fits better in seventh grade and so we we are able to kind of ask those questions and not say hey you know we're just going to decide haphazardly you know what the the material is that we should cover but say hey this is a body of knowledge that by the 12th grade we want our students to have mastered let's figure out really how it best fits together yeah. and so I think that's the the initial start to our curriculum and I think that's one of the reasons that our curriculum is so strong because we really do take a lot of time to think about logically how does each piece move into the next I don't want my students to ever go oh today we learned this yesterday we learned this I don't know why we learned this right. today you know that there should be this really obvious connection and linear path through this knowledge where the student says okay I see where this connects to this previous thing and so on um, so that they've got this interconnected knowledge base about how mathematics is built not just I've got a lot of formulas in my head right and I think that's you know it's connecting it up to that kind of broad the bigger question of like Mm -hmm. you know why do I need to know this or when am I ever going to use this 
and like helping people understand like how all this fits together. Mm -hmm. And early on, I remember you talking about, hey, what if we approach this math through this integrated math instruction model instead of the algebra one, geometry, algebra two, trig, model and and you talking about like why do we why do we wait to teach geometry until they're in geometry class if it actually makes sense to teach it over here when we're talking about these algebraic concepts Mm -hmm. they fit with the geometry so why not teach it there um and that made so much sense that i remember it's what it's what happens all through elementary school right i mean right it's not like whoa second grade is geometry year right i mean they do some geometry and then some computational you know mathematics and some algebra type mathematics every year um, and then for some reason at some point in the past someone decided in in the united states in high school we shouldn't do that right, right. we should just do algebra in one year we should just do geometry in one year um, and you know of course we didn't invent the integrated system that's one of the you know the two sort of pathways that are um, recommended by the you know sort of governing bodies of, of right. mathematics in the united states um, what we do in integrated math is not quite the same as as the sort of traditional um, pathway that you would see if if you kind of googled that online. Um, but it's similar. It's sort of the the basis of of where we're coming from. Um, but it really did give us that freedom to say, okay, if I don't have to call a class algebra, if I don't have to call a class geometry, um, we have a lot more freedom in terms of deciding what material fits best together. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that our students really come away with from here that you might not see other places is this understanding of how concepts fit together not because oh this is an algebra concept or this is a geometry concept but because these concepts are used to solve the same kinds of problems absolutely this has been the ignition point clayton bradley academy's podcast where every day we work with students to help them excel through critical thinking problem solving collaboration and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills This has been part one of a conversation with Dr. Jim Bruce. We hope you join us next week for part two as we continue to talk about projects and math and this idea of developing a community that that embraces the idea of absence of threat, especially in math that can be such a challenge for many students. If you'd like to find out more about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can visit us on our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. Or you can find us on social media sites at CVA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We thank you for listening today and we hope that you have a great day.